0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Roaming freely throughout this earth is man's greatest enemy. His sole mission is simply to somehow make you ineffective for God. He sometimes accomplishes this by boldly stealing your goods and successes, destroying your joy, and often even killing your body. Of course, this enemy, the devil, can be far more devious than just attacking our bodies, emotions, families, and finances. He knows we expect him to attack us there, and we'll probably meet him head-on with the power of prayer. So, the devil's real playground of choice is our mind. Here we store all the truths God has given us for a life of power and effectively working His will. Unfortunately, Pastor warns thinking a bad thought is as easy as thinking a good thought, so we must constantly keep putting our minds back in order. Don't miss a single word of Pastor's unbelievable six-day message. It will surely change your life forever. 2
1: Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, or not of this fleshly realm, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, he's talking about thoughts, Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So the strongholds, the arguments, and the high things that exalt against the knowledge of God have to do with thoughts. Because right. he brings it to this one idea, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Does everybody get that? Yeah. So he says the weapons of our warfare. So how are we going to fight this warfare? We're not going to chase demons. We're not going to, you know, uh, there was years ago, and it's probably still around the body of Christ, people were like demon happy. They were casting demons out of chairs and casting demons out of basements and casting demons out of this and out of that. Let me tell you what, what the Bible is teaching us is that the weapons of our warfare are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, but the strongholds, the arguments, the things that are opposing against God are right here in your brain. And that's the first warfare that you've got to fight over every warfare that you will ever endure. You're going to find that 99% of the time, the problem is right here between your two ears. And, and he, says, he says, casting down arguments, casting down every high thing. That exalts itself. Now listen, it says, bringing into captivity, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. One of the things that I learned is that if you don't capture your thoughts... Listen, if you don't capture your thoughts, they will end up capturing you. If you don't get them first and begin to hold them up to the Word of God and you let some wrong thinking into your brain, it's going to get hold of you and imprison you and capture you and bind you up. That's why it says bringing into captivity every thought. In other words, every thought that comes into my mind, I have to filter it through the Word of God. Every word, every thought that comes in, it's gonna go through this. I'm gonna put this on my head. Every thought that comes in, come on, I'm serious. Every thought that comes, into this brain is going to have to be filtered through this word. And this word, through this word and by this word, I'm going to capture those thoughts that shouldn't be in my brain. And I'm going to do what the word, I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to cast it out. I'm going to take authority over it. Because if I don't, those thoughts have the power to capture me and imprison me. And make my life miserable. This is how you put your brain in order. There have been many times, you know, in the course of a day, and you tell me if this is not true for you. You know, your brain—if if you're not constantly aware, your mind just like goes. It just takes off on its own. And and there have been many times you know, I'll be, I'll be, you know, just doing my stuff, and and I'll, all of a sudden I'm, I find myself thinking like doubt and unbelief over a certain situation. Like maybe I've got an issue or a situation, and and our tendency is to go towards doubt and unbelief. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And these thoughts are there and I, you know, then and then I start talking, you know, to myself or internally. You know how you, you don't talk to yourself? You're full of baloney. I love talking to myself cuz I'm the only one that really understands me. <laughs> I don't answer I don't answer myself back, you know. I just but it's the truth, you know, and all of a sudden your mind, your mind is strained and then you find yourself like, wait a minute, where am I going with this? wait a minute, let me me just readjust myself. These, These thoughts are doubt. These thoughts are unbelief. These thoughts are not consistent with what God says about this circumstance or this situation. Taking every thought captive and forcing it into the obedience of Christ. It's at that moment that I have to capture those thoughts of doubt, of fear, of unbelief, of worry. I have to take authority over those thoughts and say, this is not of God. This is not in line with faith. This is not in line with what God is anybody getting anything out of this I just preaching to myself taking every thought captain and force it into the obedience I force these thoughts now to turn yeah. towards thoughts of faith, yeah. trust, yeah. belief. Yeah. Come on, confidence yeah. in God. Yeah. That's how you put your brain in order. Just like you put your house in order. When your house gets out of order, what do you do? If 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 this belongs here and somebody moved it over here, what do you do? To put it back in order, put the house in order. You take this and you put it back there. Now, if you're of the sort that this belongs here, and it's here, and this belongs here, and now it's here, and this belongs here, but now it's here, and this belongs here, and now it's here. By the end of the day, you got a mess. And that's exactly what you do with your brain. Now, one of the things that I learned in the natural, this is the truth. Uh, are you getting something out of this, and I one of the things uh, my family, we used to be in the food business. My brother and I were, were in the food my father was, and then my brother and I were we took our father our father's business, and we put everything back in order. see, see how I am and uh, we used to manufacture food products and i'm not going to get into all that but we had a shop you know we called a shop and we had all this equipment and you know working by the end of working with all these pieces of equipment strainers knives spoons you know pots pans by the end of the day you could have a mountain of things to have to wash and everything's got to get washed and washed properly because it's all food it has to be sanitized and sterilized and done properly So we, you know, training the workers that work for us, we used to have this saying, clean as you go. In other words, if you use a spoon, wash the spoon and put it back where it belongs. If you use a pot, wash the pot and hang it back on the rack. If you move the bucket, take it, rinse it out and put the bucket back. And if you clean as you go, it's an amazing thing. By the end of the day, everything's in perfect order. Or you, or, you know, near enough to where you don't have to spend all, now, three hours trying to clean everything and put it back where it belongs. Now, I know you're all thinking about your house right now. <laughs> but it's the truth. Just like, you see, when I go home, I take my, my, my jacket off, my pants off. My pants get put on a rack, on a hanger. My jacket gets put on a hanger. And it gets put back in the closet, nice and neat shirt goes in the laundry, everything, you know, shoes go back with, uh, with the uh, shoe horns. What do you call them? Uh, shoe trees and back on the shelf. Everything's in perfect order, right? Now, when I need that stuff again, I know exactly where it is. Well, that's what you do with your brain. You got to keep your mind on the things of God. You have to, you have to put it back in order. If you, just, if you just all day long, I mean, this is the truth, It's 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 a it sounds like a silly see, but it's the truth. If you just you know let this thought just hang out, this thought and that thought and you know you're just getting you're getting you know getting bombarded with thoughts and yeah and and you just you, you don't do anything about it. By the end of the day, you are so cluttered and disordered in disorder and disorganized in your, in your mind or unorganized in your mind that you, 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 you go to bed like that and then you wake up in the same mess that you went to bed with because you didn't put your mind in order. Amen. That's why it's important every day before you even, you know, when you rise in the morning, get your mind in order. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the best day of my life. Today, Lord, I live to glorify you and you alone. Today, oh God, I purpose to do whatever you lead me and direct me and call me to do. Today, I will get a little closer to my destiny. Today, I'm going to be a lover and not a hater, a forgiver and not an unforgiver. Today, I'm going to bless and help and increase people. I'm not selfish. You see, right, courage, faith, whatever it is. Every night before you go to bed, God, I tried my best today and wherever I, you know, I forgive this one, forgive that. Put your mind back in order. And, you, and, and the word, you got to feed on the word. Fill it with the word. Fill it with the word, fresh supply of the word, right? So so, um, you you have to uh, tear down these strongholds, these thoughts, and force them into the obedience of Christ. Force them to do what God says. And uh, you'll see how all of a sudden, you know, it sounds like, wow, this is a lot of work. Well, it is in the beginning, but when you start to do this, all of a sudden, it's like anything, when you practice it, And you keep doing it, it becomes second nature to you. And it's no longer a struggle, you know, or as difficult a struggle as it can be when you're first learning to do this, you see. It just becomes part, it becomes second nature. For me now, I don't sweat and, you know, have to flip through the Bible and try to find. I've got those verses in my heart. And when the devil starts kicking up, I just start picking up the word. And I just keep hurling the word back. Anybody understand what I'm talking about, right? So you have to force it to obey God. And, um, and let me just talk about weapons for a minute in this verse, all right? For the weapons of our warfare, faith is a weapon, the word is a weapon, worship is a weapon, prayer is a weapon. Sometimes, you know, when your brain is all out of order and disorder and so on and so forth, sometimes you just got to sit back and just sing a song to the Lord. Lift up worship and praise to God. It like airs out your brain. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like it just, it's like the reset button on the computer, man. It just, it just puts everything back to where, where. did you ever have that problem with your computer? Like I, I have with mine, you know, it just gets all squirrely and wants to do its own thing. And you have to hit the reset button or turn it, the whole thing off for a minute and re- restart it and it comes back where it needs to be. And that's sometimes what you need, need to do. See, the weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal. You can't fight spiritual battles by natural means. You have to fight spiritual battles with, with, by spiritual means. And spiritual weapons are prayer, faith, worship, right? Right? This is, this is what uh, the Word of God, which is our number one. Uh, that's why when you're worshiping, you better make sure that your worship songs are built upon the Word of God and not just emotion and somebody's, you know, emotional thinking about God because that that, that that song you're singing should be and can be a weapon that you use against the enemy but it can't just be a song it has to be a song that has the word of God in it all right so let's go to this next one, protect it, 1 Peter 1.3. So we talked about, let me just give them to you again. We're going to renew it. We're going to love God with it. We're going to purpose to set it on the things of the Spirit. We're going to put it off, put it on. We're going to force it to obey God. And number six is we're going to protect it. First 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, can I just give you a couple of different versions um, of that particular verse? Because I thought that these were great. 1 Peter 1.13, Amplified. So brace up your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert, set your hope fully and wholly uh, and unchangeably on the grace, divine favor that is coming to you in Jesus is. But let's just focus in on those first words. So brace up your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert. This is the NIV, and I like this one. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. And the next word is be self-controlled. <laughs> prepare your minds for action. I like that. In other words, get ready, because this is where the battle is. Prepare your mind. How are you going to prepare your mind? That's the right answer. Come on, everybody say it. They just gave you the, why are only the first two rows giving me that answer? Are the rest of you sitting back there because you're, you're not sure? You haven't been reading your Bible? Come on. What is, what, what do you prepare your mind with? The word, the word of God. That's the preparation. So prepare your mind for action. In other words, be ready. Prepare for the warfare. How are you going to prepare for the warfare? The Word of God. I'm ready. I've been reading it. I've been studying it. I've been meditating on it. I've been speaking it. I've been doing it. Yes. And I'm, ready. I'm prepared for action now. Yes. Now the enemy comes. You're ready to go. What did Jesus do when the enemy came against him in the desert? He spoke the word. Spoke the word right? He had been fasting. He was physically weak. But he was spiritually strong. The enemy comes in and says, You know, make these, turn these uh, stones into bread. Man doesn't live by bread alone. But every word proceeds precedes the devil goes. Three times the devil Tried to tempt him, tried to you know, get to his brain and his thinking, toying with his mind. Three times and three times Jesus spoke the word of God and three times the devil flew, uh, just fled, just left. So prepare your minds for action. You see, get ready for the warfare because the warfare is going to come, but you've got, you got to be prepared. That's why you've got, you got to speak this word. You've got to learn the word. You've got to be in the word. You got to, and you've got to make your stand in the word. Practice it, practice it, practice it. Make your stand in the word. Everybody hearing me?
0: Amen.
1: All right. So here's one, another another version. Uh, so make your minds ready and keep on the watch. Yeah. Basic Bible English. That's, that's that version. B-B-E. Basic Bible English. So make your minds ready and keep on the watch. I like that. Keep on the watch. Oh, every day you're watching because the enemy is going to those All right, so here's here's another one on this this thought of protecting it. 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion. Seeking. Seeking, 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 looking is another word. Seeking whom he may devour. And verse 9 gives you the answer to this. Resist him. What are you supposed to do when the devil comes? Seeking? Resist him. Don't fall apart. Don't turn and run. Don't get all terrorized and for fear. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, everybody's going through junk. Yes. The devil isn't, hasn't left anybody out. He's, he's doing it to everybody. He's tormenting, tempting, challenging, bothering everybody. And the Bible says, but you, you be sober. See, this is one of the things that we, we've got to get into the hearts and minds of Christians. It's time to wake up. It's time to sober up. It's time to get upright. It's, it's, it's time to get strong and, and be alert. You see, the devil has lulled people to sleep, man, and in, in, inoculated you with some sort of sleeping potion. Oh, this is the truth. This is one of the most frustrating things for me as a pastor, preaching this stuff, people just looking at you like... Like, I'm talking to somebody else. It's the truth. The enemy has done such a great job inoculating God's people with a sleeping potion. They don't even care about it. It's like, tell me I'm going to be rich. Tell me I'm going to be wealthy, healthy, and wise. Tell me my kids are going to be great and everything's going to go. And, and you see, you've been inoculated. Man, the Bible says you better be sober. You better be vigilant. Yes. Vigilant means I'm on the watch, man. It means like I'm, a, you know, like a vigilante in the spirit.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Ain't going, to, ain't going to come off my feet for a minute, ma'am. I'm going to go to sleep with one eye open. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to let the devil get a toehold into my life. Come on, are you with me? Be sober, be vigilant, because you're ad- he says he's your adversary. He's coming against you. you the adversary. The devil walks about like a roaring lion. Like roar. He's not a roaring lion. He's like a roaring lion seeking who may be he devour seeking and listen you know one person said he's like he's like a toothless lion (laughs) but if you let him he'll just come and gum you to death (laughs) he'll just gum you to death oh the devil's the (laughs) he ain't got no teeth (laughs) he's toothless so the Bible, Bible says resist him. Make your stand against him. And, he tells you, and the Bible teaches, tells you how to do it. Being steadfast, strong, immovable in the faith. Knowing that the same stuff is going on all people all around the world. Everybody's going through the same junk. Nobody's got it any easier than you. People say, oh, woe is me, woe is me. You don't know how bad. Oh, be quiet, man. We're all going through it. Would you stop complaining? We can't, we can't fight a warfare with a bunch of blobbering, crying sissies. It's time for God's people to get upright. Get strong, man. Put your shoulders back. Start marching. We got work to do. We got places to go. We've got people to help. We got devils to knock down. Come on, we've got. If your mind is all squirrely and all over the place and you're here, there and everywhere and all out of order, how how are you going to be strong and, and helpful to the kingdom of God? How are you going to get to where you want to go? Right? So, uh, seventh seven point, we'll finish up here and we'll go home. Number seven is confess, say this, all the time, I have the mind of Christ. And you base that on 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And then the next verse says, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the the mind of Christ say it when you say, I have the mind of Christ, woo, is that powerful or what? man, when you start walking around and say, I have the mind of Christ, every devil anywhere near you is going to shake and tremble in his boots and run from you that when he comes he 's going to take off a running because you know who you are, you know what you have, you know what God has rightfully given you, and you're standing in the authority of the word. I have the mind of Christ. That's how you knock down temptations, fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, and everything else that wants to come into your brain. That's how you keep your brain around. I have the mind of Christ. I think God thoughts. I think faith thoughts. I think holy thoughts. I think good thoughts that are in line with the Word of God. I have the mind of Christ. You have to say that. Tell yourself that. And the result is this. This is the result of all of this. And this is based on Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. And he says, speaking of God, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Wow, look at that. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So the direct connection to peace perfect peace, didn't just say peace, but he said perfect peace that God will keep you in has all to do with keeping your mind on God, his word, his ways, his wisdom. You, you keep your mind on God and you keep your mind on the word of God and he says he keeps you in perfect peace. How many of you want the perfect peace of God? See, that's why people quote out of the New Testament, there's a verse that says, you know, uh, the perfect peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus, right? But everyone quotes that without quoting the first part because the first part is that you're not to be anxious for anything, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, supplication, uh, give thanksgiving to God. In other words, you've got to put your mind back on Christ and the perfect peace that transcends all understanding will put a guard on you and keep you in the ways of peace. Isn't that powerful? Is that powerful or what? Did you get something out of this? Praise God. All
0: right. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.